Yo, 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 good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 138 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. Week 5 in the NFL just got started last night. I'll do a brief recap of last night's game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos, and I use the word brief for a reason. And we'll get into what I believe are the best games of Week 5 in the NFL, my takes, analysis, and predictions, along with what I believe are the best games in college football Week 6, takes, analysis, and predictions, coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. All right, now without further ado, let's get episode 138 started, where you know where I'm going to start my opening take, and of course, it's in the NFL. I'm going to start off with a brief recap of last night's game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. Now, I'm going to make this brief because there ain't a lot to say about this game. This game was very hard to watch. I mean, both offenses were terrible. Now, of course, the defense has played well, but in this case, it wasn't just good defense. It was just bad offense. Both Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan are having a very hard time adjusting to their new teams thus far. The Colts end up winning this game 12-9 in overtime. I mean, this game was nothing but field goals, no touchdowns. Matt Ryan had 251 yards and two interceptions. Deion Jackson, who was in the place of Jonathan Taylor, who was out with an ankle injury, had 62 yards rushing. Philip Lindsay, the former Denver Bronco, had 40 yards rushing. Michael Pittman, 59 yards receiving. And Alec Pierce, 81 yards. Russell Wilson had 274 yards and two interceptions, including a critical one in the fourth quarter that forced the game to go into overtime. Melvin Gordon had 59 yards rushing. Cortland Sutherland had 74 yards receiving. And Jerry Judy had 53 yards receiving. In this game, the Colts had a chance to win the game. But instead of giving the ball to Melvin Gordon, they decided to put it in Russell Wilson's hands. And on fourth and goal from the five-yard line, he left it short to Cortland Sutherland. I mean, during this game, Russell Wilson missed a lot of missed receivers left and right. I mean, Richard Sherman was looking at this game. He's probably thinking, I've seen this movie before. He cost me a Super Bowl. I should have two Super Bowls instead of one. You know that's what Richard Sherman was thinking. But in the end, the Indianapolis Colts come out victorious. And now they're two, two and one while the Broncos fall to two and three. Now, for both these teams, they got a lot of work to do, and they better get going fast because sooner or later, these teams are going to start facing their division foes on a more permanent basis, and right now, none of these teams are ready for their division foes. It's as simple as that. But that's all for this game. Let's get on to what I believe are the best games of Week 5 in the NFL. I'm gonna, most of the games I'm going to be talking about is in the 4 o'clock hour. I mean, most of these games that are 
coming up in the one o'clock hour, and they're average to mediocre. I mean, maybe the maybe the Falcons versus Tampa Bay only because that's a division game, and the Falcons have played good ball over the last two games after starting on zero and two, but the games have been close. And Tampa Bay right now, they're struggling to find an identity, at least on the offensive side of the ball. But the thing about it is, Tom Brady has never lost to the Atlanta Falcons since he joined the NFC South. And, of course, he's never lost to the Atlanta Falcons in his whole career. I think it's like 7 or 8 no, something like that. But the Atlanta Falcons, who we thought was just a rebuilding year, have not have not gone quietly. They played some good. Marcus Mariota is actually playing some of his best ball. I mean, since he was at, I don't know, Oregon or something like that. The Atlanta Falcons. So, I'll just say that just a just a brief analysis here. I don't see the the Falcons winning this game because they got too many people hurt. Kyle Pitts is out. I think. Cordell Patterson, their best running back. I think he's out in this game. So, I think Tampa Bay will snap out of it for this particular game and win this one, I'd say, 31-20. to 20. But let's go on to the game I think most people are going to be talking about, and that's the Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Cowboys come into this one with backup quarterback Cooper Rush winning four games in a row as a starter. Now, of course, a lot of questions about does Dak Prescott come back in this one or they keep him out another week and get him ready for the NFC East showdown the following week versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I think for this game, I think it's better to keep him out until the Eagles game because right now the Rams don't scare anybody on either side of the football. I mean, the Rams defense has been suspect. Yeah, they still got Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey. But here's the problem. Who's scared of those guys anymore? And the Rams offense is, is just basically a one is just a one-dimensional offense. That's not like a Sean McVay offense to be one-dimensional. The running game has been somewhat non-existent. And basically the receiver core. Matthew Stafford's only thrown to one person. It's like he's forgotten that Allen Robinson is out there. It's just all about Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. I mean, yeah, Higby, he, I mean, he gets his share, but it just seems like Matthew Stafford doesn't know who, 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 who his other receivers are. And if I'm these other receivers, I got to be feeling frustrated. But Sean McVay needs to figure that, figure that out and figure it out fast. But it's not going to be easy because the Dallas Cowboys defense is a top 10 defense. I mean, with Michael Parsons tearing it up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dallas to upset the Rams here. I mean, the Rams are just, they, they just look, you know, combobulated right now. And I think this is a good game for Cooper Rush to go 5-0 and and just sit Dak Prescott down until next week. So I'm going to go with Dallas to pull this one out. Not a high scoring game. 26 to 20. Now let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles versus the 
Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles are the only unbeaten team in the NFL. The Cardinals this season are 0-2 at home. I mean, in the in the um King King Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray era, this has not been a good home team. Now the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts has got this offense clicking, and the defense is playing well as well. For Kyler Murray, it's been somewhat of a struggle. I mean, this offense has been hot and cold. But the good news for the um, Arizona Cardinals is that A.J. Green, who missed last week, is going to be returning this week. Much needed. I mean, because, I mean, Hollywood Brown needs some help in that receiving core. Along with Zach Hurts. But, they got this game and next week's game without DeAndre Hopkins and him, he'll be back in weeks in week seven. This game will actually be close. I mean, Kyler Murray is going to keep the Eagles in, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals in this game. But I think right now, I think that um, Philadelphia's defense has just enough to slow him down and keep the Eagles at 5-0. So, close game. I think the Eagles will pull this one out 29-24. Now, let's move on to my 49ers versus Carolina. Now, you're probably wondering, why am I doing this game? Two reasons. Number one, I always do 49er games on this podcast because that's my team. Number two, I'm gonna get, uh, let me get, make an announcement here. I'm going to be at that game. That's right. For the first time in like five years, I'm going to a live NFL game and this is it. Now, my Niners got the 2-2, two and two, which should be 4-0. and oh, And they're playing lights out on the defensive side of the ball. They are number one in the NFL. Despite some of the injuries to the offensive linemen. But the depth is there. The linebackers are playing well. And the secondary has been playing well. The offense, they have been struggling. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense has yet to get going efficiently. A lot of that is due to, you know, the offensive line makeshifting due to injuries. So the running game hasn't been as efficient. Now, we also hope that there will be a George Kittle sighting this week. And I hope to be there to see it. And I will be there to see it. For the Panthers, while they're a 1-3 team, I mean, there, there have been some games they should have won. I mean, their defense is holding its own. It's keeping up its end of the bargain. But Baker Mayfield, the offense, has not played well at all. Chris McCaffrey's been okay I mean so far he's played every game thus far so the only way my Niners lose this game is if they take this team lightly and and, and they keep them in the football game but I believe that's not going to happen here I believe the defense is going to is going to um, sack Baker Mayfield at least 6 or 7 times and I think this it's gonna it's gonna um, disrupt their offense. I think the I think the Niners' offense will, will will be will be fine. I think they'll do good enough. Probably not spectacular, but I think 
they'll do enough to win this game. So the defense, I think, will hold them to 10 points, and the Niners will score 26. So my Niners win this game 26 to 10. And yes, I will be on the podcast on Tuesday, even if things don't go the way I expected to go. Trust and believe. Now let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Baltimore is 0-2 this season at home, and they've lost five straight home games dating back to last season. Their defense has been terrible. It has had two second-half collapses. Two weeks ago versus the Miami Dolphins at home, and last week at home, versus the Buffalo Bills. They blew a 21-point lead against the Dolphins and blew a 17-point lead versus the Buffalo Bills. So, I'm going to say this. Their defense cannot be trusted. And they're going up against Joe Burrow. They're going up against Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, and Mixon. So, I'm going to say this. I believe Cincinnati is going to win this game. I think Lamar Jackson is going to do everything he can to keep to keep them competitive, to keep them in it, and give them a chance. But the defense will fall apart again. So, I'm going to give this to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. 31-26. Now for the Monday night football matchup versus... The, the Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Raiders last week saved their season with a win over the Denver Broncos. Their defense played okay, but now they're going to have to be more than okay. They're going to have to play almost a perfect game. They're going to have to get the Patrick Mahomes. They're going to get some sacks and some turnovers. On offense, Derek Carr cannot afford to turn the ball over in critical situations because that's the that's been part that's been mostly their problem this season I mean they're in games but Derek Carr just at the most opportune unopportune times turn the ball over and they know that they lose the turnover battle in this one they'll be out of this football game by halftime For the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and company are clicking on all cylinders on offense. I mean, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, and the receiving core, I mean, they they haven't been spectacular, but they've done all that Patrick Mahomes need them to do. Their defense is playing good. And the Chiefs right now have the second best record in the NFL. One One of the... Second best records in the NFL, next to Dallas, Miami, and Minnesota, and Buffalo, Green Bay, and New York. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game. And the Raiders' defense hasn't proven to me it can be trusted. Yeah, they got the job done last week, but I need to see more consistency from the Raiders. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game 37 to 28. Now before I conclude the NFL segment, 
some news just came down the pipe that the NFL Players Union has made changes to its proto- to the um, concussion protocol and are urging the NFL to do so. Kudos to the NFL Players Union for taking this step. Now, NFL, we're looking right at you. I mean, you talk about how much you love player safety. You've done just about everything you can to try to soften up the game and somewhat water it down to a, to, to, to a point. I mean, it's never going to be a 100% safe game. I mean, it's a violent sport. But now the NFL, the NFL players union took the step. Now it's your turn. So NFL, I'm looking at you. Make this change before this Sunday's game. And protect and show that you actually care about these players and their health in the short term and in the long term. All right, that concludes the NFL segment. Now let's move to college football. Got some pretty good games this week in college. We'll start off with Tennessee, who's number eight, versus LSU. Now LSU came off a nice win over the, um, their arch rival, the Auburn Tigers. Tennessee has had a bye week, so they had a week. Now this 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 game could go a long way to see who, I mean, in both divisions, to see who can get a leg up in the SEC in both their conference, the East and the West. Of course, Hindu Hooker has been playing lights out thus far for Tennessee. He still he has eight touchdowns and zero interceptions, and they're averaging almost 50 points a game. But he's going to be challenged this week against a really good LSU defense. So it's going to it's going to come down this game is going to come down to the LSU defense versus the Texas the Tennessee offense. Now for LSU, they're going to have to score some points. I mean, their defense is going to do all it can to slow down Hindu Hooker and that offense. But Jalen Daniels, who leads the team in both passing and rushing, is going to have to get it done. They can't be going they can't be going three and out so many times in this game. Cuz sooner or later the defense is not going to be able to hold against this offense. I think because of the defense, they'll keep him in it. I mean, looking at um, LSU's offense last week, it's it's still a work in progress. So I'm going to go with Tennessee to pull the upset in Death Valley, 26-23. Now here's a matchup I didn't even, was, was not expecting, and that's the T... TCU Hohen Frogs versus the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, in basketball, we'd be talking about this game because these are both pretty good basketball programs. But in football, I mean, they've been good. They've, these teams have been good at times. But now they're battling to see who's going to be on top of the Big 12 Conference. Both these teams are 4 and 0. I mean, well, 4 and 0 TCU and Kansas Jayhawks 5-0. Even though Kansas Jayhawks, their competition hasn't been nothing to um, sneeze at. Nothing that scares you. Now the Horned Frogs, they pulled off a major upset last week over, over Oklahoma. I mean, basically stomped them real good 
and knocked out their quarterback. So, I think in this one, I think I'm going to go with TCU. I think TCU is, I mean, after that win last week over Oklahoma, I think they got some momentum. So, I'm going to go with TCU to win this game. I'm going to say 30 to 24. Now, let's move on to a Pac-12 showdown between the Utah Utes and the um, UCLA Brewers. Since that opening day loss to Florida, Utah has won win four straight. Not against great competition, but you gotta take them as they come. UCLA is 5-0 and starts with Darion Thomas Robinson. This kid is playing really well. 11 touchdowns, one interception. And he's second on his team in rushing. For Utah, it starts with Cameron Risen, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. This one here, I think it's going to be a lot of fireworks. I think you're going to see a lot of offense in this one. But we all know with Chip Kelly teams, they always have he always has suspect defenses. So in this one, I think Utah is going to go on the road and pull the upset. So I'm going to go with Utah to win this game in a shootout, 38-34. Now let's move on to Texas A&M versus Alabama. Now, last year, Texas A&M defeated Alabama in College Station. Now, of course, leading up to this um, this game, in the offseason, Jimbo Fisher was talking a little bit greasy about Nick Saban and how he recruits and things like that. And there was a back and forth between the two before they finally claimed that they patched things up. But we'll wait and see. Of course, Texas A&M are going to be without their quarterback, Max Johnson, who's out for the season with a broken bone in his hand. And for Alabama, the question is, will Bryce Young play? Or should Bryce Young sit out and get ready for that showdown with Tennessee? I'll say, I'll say this. If he's not 100%, don't put him out there. And Bryce Young needs to, you know, make sure that he is 100% because he doesn't need to get hurt and miss next week or even jeopardize his NFL future. Yeah, I've said it. If he's not healthy, he needs to, um, look, he needs to look at his future and say, yeah, I want to be out there with my teammates, but I also got, a million, I got millions of dollars that I'm going to be looking for in 2023 as being a top, one of the top two quarterbacks in, the, in, in this draft and going within the first two picks. Either way, I'm going with um, Alabama to basically stomp this um, Texas A&M team and I don't care who's that quarterback. I think Alabama runs them over 45 to 20. Now that will conclude the college segment. And this will conclude episode 138 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening, downloading, and streaming. I appreciate it. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you stream your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. 
and follow my Facebook page at Sports Takes Galore Game. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, everyone for downloading. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you.